This is the Savvy Philanthropist Podcast. My name is Kirk. We are a financial planning podcast for people who want to do philanthropy well. Whether you're a donor trying to do some good in the world, or you're a development officer trying to connect resources with the people who need them, this podcast is all about how to navigate our U.S. legal and financial system in order to make the greatest philanthropic impact you can. This is episode 15, Keeping the Lights On. It is an obvious fact that donors have a profound interest in how their donations are managed and spent. In other words, they care about the financial management of the charities they're supporting. And one of the most common measures of fiscal management among charities is a number commonly referred to as overhead. Broadly speaking, this is the portion of its budget that a charity spends on its operating expenses. That means things like staff salaries, rent, supplies, stuff like that. Basically, any costs that are not the direct provision of charitable services. As you can imagine, there are two sides to that issue. First, and most importantly, Donors give money to a charity because they want to support the work that the charity does. And for that matter, so does the charity. It exists to carry out its mission, and it raises money to enable it to do just that. On the other hand, charities, just like any other business, need to hire skilled, experienced people in order to carry out the work. And people who are good at their jobs usually want to be paid reasonably well for their work. It's not hard to imagine a situation where a charity pays a bit more than average to hire really skilled people and ends up having a much greater impact than another charity that saves money by hiring inexperienced people, but then ends up having a much smaller impact. That tension is why the question of overhead tends to be a pretty blunt instrument for measuring a charity's fiscal management. But it remains one of the most common. You probably know that most charities' financial information is public information, and there are several different companies that gather all that annual information and publish publish summaries of it. Those companies are explicitly trying to help potential funders and donors especially institutional ones like foundations and corporations, evaluate potential recipients. And the overhead percentage is one of the most common pieces of information they put out. I don't plan to resolve that tension here, but I thought I could at least provide some thoughts about it. First, the question of overhead is obviously an important one. If a charity spends a really high portion of its donations on overhead, this might, and I emphasize might, be a sign that the charity is focusing on itself rather than on its mission. However, it might also mean that the charity is new and small and is trying to build out infrastructure in order to advance its mission. An interested donor would need to investigate a bit. Second, it's important to bear in mind how differently we think about the nonprofit sector as compared to the for-profit sector. Take Amazon as an example. For the first many years of its existence, Amazon endured massive financial losses every year. But investors continued to pour money into the company because they knew that Amazon was investing deeply in its future. And those bets eventually paid off very well. On the other hand, if a charity invests primarily in its own infrastructure for several years, all a lot of people will see is a really high overhead percentage, and the charity may have a lot of trouble finding support. That suggests maybe we need to think about nonprofits with a bit longer time frame like we do for commercial enterprises. Third, it's definitely worth keeping in mind that some people use the nonprofit sector precisely to cheat people. There are crooks and frauds in the world, and nonprofit law can provide some really handy opportunities to do some really bad things. And overhead can be one of the tools used to see who's being honest and who isn't. So it's something that people should definitely keep an eye on. Fourth, salaries are kind of a big, sensitive issue. And I say this plainly as someone who works in the charitable sector full-time. You probably won't be surprised to learn that salaries are often a mature charity's largest budget item. But there's often a strong sense among the public that people who work in charity really shouldn't make too much money. If salaries get too high, that means money that was given to end world hunger or whatever is actually just going to line the pockets of charitable executives. 
On the other hand, people who want to change the world also want to provide for their families and be recognized for doing really good work. So there's that tension again. For a really interesting and thoughtful look at this issue, I have a suggestion for you. About 10 years ago, a man named Dan Pallotta gave a TED Talk on exactly this topic, and it caused quite a stir. To be frank, I really don't agree with everything he says in his talk, but I do think he makes some excellent points about thinking more about a charity's impact than about the charity's overhead. I'll put a link to the talk in the show notes below, and I strongly encourage everyone to check it out. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. If you know other people who might find this podcast worthwhile, please share it on your social media platform of choice. And if you're feeling particularly generous, a rating or review for the show on whatever podcast service you use would really help to get the word out about the show. You can find The Savvy Philanthropist on the internet at thesavvyphilanthropist.net. You can also find me on LinkedIn at the link below in the show notes, and you can follow me on Twitter where I am at RossPlan. Lastly, if you have any ideas, suggestions, or helpful insights, feel free to email me at thesavvyphilanthropist at gmail.com. That's it for episode 15. Thanks for listening. Next week, we're going to have another interview. It's with Tim Kachuriak of Next After. He had some surprising things to say, and I hope you come back to check it out. By the way, if you have any feedback about the interviews, you like them, you don't, they're too long, they're too short, whatever, drop me a note and let me know. That, uh, I'd really appreciate that. Until then, remember, do well, then do good, but always be savvy.